Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Here we go. We're in business. We're rolling. Happy recording day. Oh, and right in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Happy recording day, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. still trying to wake up a little bit, not going to lie. I- <laughs> I'm not used to this morning recording thing. Yeah, but it is so much fun. <clears throat> Which I guess for you, it's afternoon there, but. Dude, I've been up since 6 a.m. So. You know, Max cries a lot, you know, when it's time to get up and eat. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. Selfish little guy. I'm telling you, dude. Wonder where he gets that one from. <laughs> no uh, comment on that one. <laughs> Him uncle. Uh, so, yeah. Um, even though it's early, um, I don't know. Still fun. I still enjoy getting behind this mic. Faux so show. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. <laughs> so, um, well, one thing we didn't talk about is whether or not you took advantage of Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Um, I did not go Black Friday shopping. No. <clears throat> um. And I don't think I took advantage of Cyber Monday, but you know how everyone's had like sales for the past, you know, two weeks leading up. And then honestly, there's still sales even going on now. Um, So I did take advantage of a couple of those, but not on the Friday or the Monday. Mm. Did you get anything interesting? Not really, just a few little things for, you know, some gifts for other people and that kind of thing. Oh, very selfless of you. We are, uh, we are not doing gifts for ourselves this year. We're trying to save that and, uh, go somewhere, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I don't know, you know, we're both 33, and I mean, typically if we want or need something, we just get it all throughout the year, like most Americans, so it's kind of, you know, 
I think it's more fun to uh, go somewhere, have a little vacay, try something you've never done before. Yeah, sure. So that's what we be doing. That's cool. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think we're kind of in the same boat. I don't know. No, we're not. My wife still likes opening up gifts. Me, I could care less. I just want one thing, and that's the new Weber Smoky Mountain smoker. You know, that's it. I don't care about getting anything else. I can buy underwear tomorrow <laughs> or today. You know, I can get a new pair of socks, you know, today if I want it. Um, so. It's not one of those things that I too much care about, but I know that, uh, you know, my wife has a few things that she wants, and so we're going to do it. Going to get them. Yeah. So. Well, we usually, uh, we did the same thing last year, and we did stockings, you know, just kind of little things, but. Sure. Yeah. Man, some people go all out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Tell me about it. And they get all stressed and shit. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's hard to get something for me, but I gotta do it, you know? And then they go spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on jewelry and like clothes and all the shit that like they don't need. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Consumerism. Right. I'm at the point where it's just like, you know, let's just make it special for the kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, give me a pot of coffee while I'm uh, watching them open up gifts, and I'm totally fine. So, it doesn't need to be anything special. Slipping a little bourbon in that coffee? Uh, by coffee, I meant bourbon. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> With a big old wink, wink. Daddy needs some more coffee. Why does he always go to the basement to get his coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Yeah, just bourbon in a coffee mug. It's all good. Do you have to drink this early in the morning? When you start asking me that, I do. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. So, um... Yeah, there's a few things I got to pick up yet, um, but we we did a bit of research and was paying attention to the Amazon account, and we ended up buying a new home security system for like, shit, almost half off. Nice. Well, essentially it was half off. <clears throat> Are you um, talking about like... A standalone thing, or is it like with the ring, or what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's by ring. Yeah, ring. So we already had the ring doorbell. Yeah. You know, so now we've got the ring security system, and we're just one step closer to cutting the cord from Xfinity, Comcast, you know. So Does it get so annoying, got, the whole ring doorbell? Um... No, actually, it doesn't. No. <laughs> no. So, we're super techie, or at least I am. I love all this technology stuff. So, for me, uh, this is fun. This is fun to automate our house and control everything off our phones. Sure. You know, to me, that's cool. So, um, 
But the best part of it is like I, I checked, I'm paying like $40 a month with Xfinity for home security and the system is old. They weren't trying to give us any upgrades or anything like that. They're not trying to help us out at all, actually. Um, I've got cameras that don't even work. Everything is super slow to load. Um, it's just annoying. So I said, forget it. I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, so 40 bucks a month. But the Ring security system does all the same stuff. And it's only $10 a month. Huh. So, plus all the ring notifications that I get for the doorbell now gets stored on their cloud. Whereas before I didn't have it stored on the cloud. Um, now it's being stored on the cloud. And, um, and it's not costing me anything extra. Nice. Yeah. So, it's like before... The mail guy would come in and he, or not come in, but he would drop off the mail and walk away. I'd get a notification from the Ring doorbell app that said there's motion at your front door. By the time I get to it, the mailman is no longer there, so I don't see who it was. Right. But I typically know it's the same type of time of day as the mailman. Uh, now, there's motion at your front door. I can hit the app. It'll load automatically right away, and um, and I'll be able to see the past thirty seconds, so I can see whoever it was walking up, how long they stayed, and and when they left. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, and whether they took something or not. Yeah. And that gets you know. saved. And it gets saved. Yeah, it gets saved in the cloud. Huh. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. So. That is pretty cool. So now, you know, if somebody's just dropping something off, great. If somebody's picking up something, great. Like, it's it's all recorded. Get to see your face. And it's super clear at night, too. The night vision on it is amazing. So everything's getting automated, and I'm happy about that. And plus, with the ring system, I ended up getting a new uh, Echo Dot at the same time for free. $60 value. Yeah. So I love our dot. Yeah. We have uh a Google Mini and the Echo Dot and we barely ever use the Google Mini now. Really? Yeah. The, so the dot is better than the mini for you guys. For us just because we have a Fire Stick, we have the Amazon account with Prime and everything is just you know we've got the apps on the phone and it just kind of is all integrated so uh you know it's a little easier to kind of lean towards using alexa you know yeah yeah i get that i i love the echo i don't have any experience with the uh Google Assistant, but we did just buy Chromecast, which I think is absolutely awesome. I absolutely adore it. So that's the only one Google product that we have in the house. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you that's said cool, night vision, and here's where my yeah. brain went. Hmm. A couple episodes back, we talked about uh, the Indian 
space agency or whatever it's called trying to land on the moon oh yeah and then it crashed and nasa was like oh we're gonna go fly over and see if we can find it and they couldn't and we started talking about conspiracy theories and stuff sure well that it didn't actually crash land that they actually probably landed safely and they're just on the back side of the moon well now they came out with an article um well, now it would have been last week about they um, NASA found images of the crash site and apparently moon dust that has been affected from it crashing. So they now are claiming that they know the location of uh, Vulcran, I think is what it was called, the lander. Okay interesting huh that is interesting i'm still not completely convinced that it crashed yeah i don't know well, i haven't done any research i just really think that everybody lies yeah plus yeah. it's interesting i guess they were trying to land on uh one of the polar tips <laughs> tip he <laughs> said tips I don't know. Anyway, you said night vision, and that's where my mind went. So I figured I'd share it with you. <laughs> I don't know how that equates to each other, but whatever works, man. I told you, because we were saying, <laughs> oh, like, or maybe I didn't get there. But talking about how, like, why, you know, NASA said they couldn't see it because it was on the dark side of the moon. And I think I was like, are you telling me we can't? give nasa night vision <laughs> oh yeah and they actually invented the shit i think but yeah sure anyway yeah it's amazing when you said night yeah. vision that was the first thing i thought of for some reason yeah, all right got it got it your sleepy brain that's the way it works <laughs> yeah so um yeah so anyway, we're going to talk about something else. Uh, you are making an effort to quit smoking cigarettes. Yes. Yeah, and I've been trying this like mental process out, and I think it's working. And uh, I wanted to kind of explore it with you. Yeah. Because I think it, you know, it's not just about smoking. It's about the mind and training it and blah 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 but um yeah so i've quit smoking twice wink wink and then something happens or whatever and i go back to it you know yeah well this time um i'm trying something different to quit and i'm literally trying to do a brain experiment sort of with it because i think it's a I know it's physical, <clears throat> obviously, but I think for me, it's more of a mental thing. And I'm one of those people, like, if you tell me that I should quit smoking and it's bad for you, me, and all the stuff I know, but, like, if you want to sit me down and have that conversation, it's yeah. going to make me want to go buy another pack. <laughs> that's just i don't know why i'm a piece of shit and i know but like that's just how i am you know 
So if I'm going to quit, it's it has to be me wanting to. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's the case for everyone, obviously. Like, you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. But anyway, so this time I've been, uh, here's what I've been doing. And then we'll rap about it. So, um, I've been telling myself that I don't like it anymore because I, I enjoy smoking. I just do cigars, cigarettes, hookah, whatever. If I can inhale it and blow it out and there's a cloud of smoke, it's cool. And I enjoy it. <clears throat> and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I've been mentally telling myself that I don't like the taste and I don't like smelling like it. And, you know, it takes me away from, you know, other things that are going on and it's expensive, which all these things are true, but more so just trying to tell myself like, man, you don't even like this. Why are you doing this? Like, seriously, you want that taste in your mouth? Like, this is disgusting. You know? And uh, yeah. I've been doing that for oh, probably a week and a half-ish, week, something like okay. that. And okay. <clears throat> I mean, I've definitely seen a difference. And because uh, there for a while, man, I was up to a pack a day, you know? And just it's not it's not a necessity you know what i mean and financially it's a huge burden for what you know so anyway um i've gotten down to about three or four a day as long as there's not you know partying going on that night which we won't talk about last night But it, yeah, man, yeah. it's it's actually I think working, and it just made me think about like, so if I can train my brain to mentally get on board with like, hey, this thing that you really enjoy doing, you don't like it anymore. It doesn't taste good. It smells bad. Like, you know, you're setting your body up to potentially have you know cancerous side effects and uh i don't know it's kind of like working and i think it's uh it's very interesting and it makes me wonder like so that's just for me and like cigarettes but like what else and how else can i train my brain to like change my way of thinking and change like literally I I can honestly say I really don't enjoy smoking cigarettes anymore, really. You know what I mean? What what is what would you say is the worst part about it at this point? I mean, besides the financial <clears throat> stuff that you said. I think it's it, the taste, man. Yeah. Like it's and that's why I kinda wanted to talk about this is like how have my taste buds changed, you know? Yeah. Or have they changed? Is it literally yeah. just a mental thing? Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Are you following me? I'm following you. Just so following here's me. here's what I want to explore. <clears throat> like, how do I even put this into words? I'm still struggling here with how to convey this, but like, I somehow mentally, my brain does not like the flavor of the cigarette 
on my tongue anymore. How did that change? Like, did I ever like the taste of it? Like, is it all mental and I just thought that I liked the taste of it? So, like, can that be... uh, Excuse me. Man, what am I trying to say? Like, can that play into (laughs) other things? Like, let's take you and whiskey. Like, if you took, you know, a set amount of time and every time you tasted a drop of whiskey, you mentally told yourself... Man, I really don't like this. This is disgusting. I don't know why I drink it. It makes my throat burn or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, could you train your brain to think like, (laughs) I really don't like whiskey. This tastes disgusting. Yeah. Like, where does it end? Can we, can we train (laughs) our brain to think like, okay, this color green, you've been taught that it's green, but it's not. It's actually yellow. Like, will you eventually believe and think that when you see green, you s- you're you actually seeing yellow? I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far down this, you know? But, like, that's kind of just what I've been thinking about the past week or so is, like, the mental, uh, like, what goes on in, in, in your mind about things that we do in life and I don't know if that makes any sense, but what do you think? Uh, well, so so there's a quote. If you want to change your life, change your mind. I don't know who said it, but I know it's a quote. Sure. And uh, the thing is, is that I think that the body and the mind are so intricately connected um, that it has to work. You know, I mean, so I, I guess you you under you understand the whole dopamine release that happens when you get something that you want. Yeah. Right. The reward system that's set up in our brains. Like, okay, when I do this, I know I'm going to feel this way, so let me go ahead and do it. And obviously, this is how addictions start. Um, how they can start, how they can surface. Um, but I, I think you're on to something. I think you're absolutely right. Like, it must be working. You're telling yourself that you don't like this, that it doesn't taste good, and then your body is lining up with it. It's not tasting good. And um, I think we convince ourselves of shit like that all the time. You know, not just for, in your case, of this smoking, but hell, in in relationships, (laughs) we convince ourselves, oh, this person really, really loves me. Yeah, but they treat you like shit. No, but they really, really love me. Yeah. Like, you believe it so much. It doesn't have to be true. You just believe it so much to where it ends up becoming your reality um the fact is is that what you choose to believe really eventually becomes true and your emotions line up to it your body lines up to it because it's all interconnected so um i think you're on to something and i think you should keep going and keep doing it well because i remember when i first started smoking i didn't i didn't like it 
Like, uh, to yeah. be honest, I don't know why I kept smoking. <clears throat> so it's like I had to train myself to like it. Hmm. Which is weird to think about. But <clears throat> for me, at least, that's my... <clears throat> excuse me, that's my story, you know? And uh, what actually happened. <laughs> so it's like I'm doing yeah. a reversal of that, I guess. But... You know, like you're saying, like the, you know, this person who gets beat by this other person who they've, I mean, they had to have at some point trained themselves to mentally think that, you know, yeah, this person does love me and this is, you know, just how it is. And then getting out of that mentally, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like quitting smoking, but I think the mental process of trying to reverse your thinking and discipline your brain, I guess, I don't know. It's super intriguing, you know? Yeah. You know, in school, I remember learning that um, they they would say repetition. Uh, It's like running a pattern or walking around in a circle in your brain. Is, is when you're repeating something over and over and over again. And your brain, basically, you you walk the same path in your brain over and over again. It becomes a mental pathway. And then it becomes like second nature. Like, it's I don't know if I'm habit. saying that the most, I don't think I'm saying that in the most uh, <laughs> technical way or intelligent way. Uh, but that's what I was taught growing up. Like you want to learn something, then you just keep repeating it over and over again. Uh, keep going over it over and over again because it's like it runs a groove in your brain. It's like walking in a circle and that you just keep packing down the dirt, packing down the dirt um, to where it becomes a pathway, a mental pathway. Um, so... Yeah, I, I I think that you're onto something, dude. Um, and I would even argue that maybe you want to start expanding it. You know, not just saying that this tastes bad, you don't want this. But you know, so for for me, I I I think in terms of reinforcement, and you can choose to reinforce the positive side of things or the negative side of things. And right now, I, because of the way that you think, and we've talked about this before, you immediately go to the negative, And so you're saying you don't want this, you don't like this. Um, I would lean more towards starting to introduce the positive side of things to reinforce the not smoking. So instead of saying you don't like this or this tastes bad, start saying to yourself, um, you love this. I don't need a cigarette. I know I don't need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a cigarette to feel better because when I smile, I feel better or whatever, you know, um, or when the stress comes Dude. up, it's like, you know, I don't, I, I'm better than this stress. You know, I can beat this stress by just taking a walk, you know, just start reinforcing a little bit more positive actions alternatives rather yeah to the to the smoking so it's like you know what i really want a cigarette right now 
Um, but one, I don't need a cigarette. I want one really bad because this is fucked up and it's happening right now. But instead, I'm going to do 25 jumping jacks. <clears throat> start, you start reinforcing some other positive thought, or some other positive behavior to associate with the stress. So that you do something different. So that you begin to develop different habits for it. Right. You know. Which again, you're still yeah. training your brain now to do something yeah. different. I don't know. It's yeah. it, The brain <clears throat> is crazy, man. It's very flexible. But then, I wonder like, if we can take this another route into our faith and like what we are taught because you know you're kind of talking about like habitual things or like muscle memory if you will like i grew up playing drums for i mean i don't like two decades you know of my life i played drums and when you learn rudiments you know you start out like for instance a paradiddle Right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. That's a paradiddle. And you start out slow, and you fuck up, and then you have to keep doing it, and you train yourself so that now I haven't touched a drum set or a pair of sticks in I don't know how long, and I can play a paradiddle super fast. I don't even think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I trained myself and... I don't know, like, mentally, what happens when I'm playing that paradiddle now versus when I was learning it? Like, it's just so sure. second nature. I can just, you know. <laughs> oh, there we go again. <clears throat> but, um, so, our upbringing and our faith, is it similar? And, like, oh, yeah. the whole, you know, because I think a lot of what, we are well i'll just speak for myself i think a lot of why i enjoy this podcast and enjoy conversations outside of this podcast as well is that you know a lot of people throw around the re like deconstruction and reconstruction and i guess that fits here i just i've heard those words so many times i don't ever want to hear them again in my life yeah, but i guess at the end of the day it's the same you know whatever but, um, like, that's why I really enjoy this podcast and having conversations, like I said, uh, outside of the podcast, because I think we're like, that's what we're doing is we're, we're trying to honestly retrain our faith brain, I guess, <laughs> to like, yeah, yeah I've been taught this for so long and now it's kind of like i don't know if that's healthy or if it's even right or if it, maybe it's not a right or wrong thing but it's just you know it's that it i don't know what am i trying to say here <laughs> <clears throat> you know what i mean like growing up in church which a lot of people in America have and are <clears throat> and then when you're you're able to kind of think for yourself you've still been taught 
that certain faith in that certain way with those certain guidelines. So then retraining your brain, I think, is probably part of this whole deconstruct, reconstruct, because we're having to train ourselves to not feel guilty when I watch a rated R movie. Or, sure, you know, feel free to say, oh, shit, when I stub my toe. Or, <clears throat> you know, whatever the case is. Sure. Do you think, like, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that's yeah. a thing? Like, how much of it well, is I, mental? Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is mental because a lot of what we've learned in church is not biblical. It's uh, cultural. And so the only way that you can get around a lot of the cultural things you've learned is to deconstruct, unlearn them. Like, in the military, you know, my dad has said, you know, and when in boot camp, they, um, they strip down the man to nothing so that they can build up a soldier. You know, it, it's you, they take you down to, to nothing, make you feel like you're nothing. <laughs> you got the drill sergeant that's yelling at you. Get off my wall, boy. You know, they, they're, they're going at you, right, um, to break you down so that they can make you mentally and physically, emotionally, a soldier. Um, and I think uh, that's, that's kind of what happens, you know, when you decide that you've had enough of church um, and you, you know, you have to work through the guilt, the condemnation and all that crap and try and weigh it out against scripture, not just uh, culture. You have to really unlearn some things before you learn some new things. And I think that that process of going through the guilt, the condemnation, the emotional turmoil is all part of that breaking down of the old self um, and, and learning to embrace who you really are or, you know, who God really wants you to be uh, yeah. as an unchurched believer, you know. It it's not for everybody, that's for sure. But you know, for those that choose to take this path, it's it can be grueling, and it can be very uh, difficult. Like smoking or quitting smoking, you know, it could be very very difficult. Um, and you have to set up, you know, or try to get some tools for yourself to uh to overcome the mental anguish that's coming you know so well and i think uh i mean i know some <clears throat> certain individuals that they would i mean they just they could not they would never put themselves in a place where they would ever question what they were taught because yeah. their family <clears throat> is the same way, and that's just how it is. There is no other way. There is no, you know, well, let's get into the gray matter here. And, like, what do you think this and that? And, like, because the Bible doesn't specifically talk about it. And like, well, <clears throat> I just believe it because that's what the Bible says. And, like, that's their whole <laughs> footing. And it's like, well, okay, but that's not, that's not an actual answer. 
you know? And I don't think that God's shaking in his boots if we're sitting down here, like, trying to question and figure out. Because questioning is not... I, I feel like a lot of people, like, everywhere think that when you question, it's it's usually a negative thing. But, at least for me, it's mostly... Uh, I'd say eight out of ten times, it's not a negative thing. It's just a no. I'm trying to understand this. <laughs> I'm not yeah. questioning your authority or your teaching because I want to be an asshole like punk kid. I'm just like, why? Why do we do this? Why can't you tell me why we do this? Because if you can't tell me why we do this, there's an issue there. Then why do we do it in the first place? Well, because we've always done it. You know, and you know, I, I yeah. grew up that way, man. I get it. So I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not whatever. <clears throat> I just, I, I do know that there are some people that, uh, think that way because of how they're raised and their whole family is that way. And like, those are the people that I, I really, really struggle with conversationally about the Bible and faith and Jesus and how we operate in our society as Christians, because I, I have not figured out, I don't want to say penetrate, but right now for lack of a better word, I guess that's what I got to go with, but how to, how to manage a conversation where it's not just black and white all the time. And they don't see me as some renegade, you know, does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does. We, it's hard to have a conversation with people who are not willing to challenge themselves, right? You never really truly know whether or not you, you know something until you challenge it. So do you think that uh, there's a way, maybe there's not, but do you think there's a way that there there could be a, uh, I don't know, a way to, you know, kind of to begin, you know, even just opening up their brain for like <laughs> conversations like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm still yeah. stuck on the mental thing with all of this too, you know? Sure. Like, how do you, cause at some point, like something had to happen for me to start this whole mental process of quitting cigarettes, right? Yeah. Someone or something had to happen that was like a aha moment, if you will. And from that point on, it's like, okay, I need to figure this out. You know, I need to, I need to quit cigarettes. How am I going to do it? Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but if that never happened, I'd probably still just, you know, be carrying on the way that I was and la da 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 da, bring on the cigarettes. Sure. <clears throat> so, and I know that's completely different <laughs> talking to people who are super dogmatic and like just kind of stubborn in their faith, but <clears throat> like, do you need to be an asshole to some people to wake them up? I don't know, man. And I'm not saying that like I have the answers. I just, you know, 
I'm trying to kind of skirt around a few things here, and I guess I should go for it, but... Just go for it. You know, like... <clears throat> um, let's see, what's a good for instance here? Like, okay, so cursing inside a church, or not cursing inside a church, when you curse outside of the church. Let's talk about it. Why do you not curse inside the church? Well, yeah. And then you get this blanket statement that's like super Old Testament, and it's like, okay, but that doesn't make sense. Here's why I think this makes more sense. You know what I mean? That's a for instance for you. But when you do that, you're most likely going to be the asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, because no you don't just because people aren't ready. Fall in line and conform to what's always been happening. Sure. Am I losing you on this? I feel like I'm losing no. myself here. Well, I, I get what you're trying to say. It's hard to get people to join you on a quest of challenging what you think and, and challenging what they think and believe. Well, and to even right? be open and, to the fact that, hey, maybe how we do it and have always done it, just maybe, I'm not saying it is or is not, but just being open to questioning it like is that so fucking hard it is <laughs> that's the answer the answer is, is yes it is it is very very hard um because a lot of our identity is wrapped up in you know what we believe right sure so i mean you're you're asking an, a person to challenge who they are not just what they think, not just what they believe, but who they are. And, um, and unfortunately, the way we've been brought up to think is in terms of good and bad. So it's like, well, if I challenge what I think, does that make me a bad person? You know, like everything for us growing up, especially in church, has always been about good versus evil. And so when we challenge something that's supposed to be good, something that we've been taught is good our entire lives, you challenge that good, does that make you evil? And it's a mental game that each one of us have to navigate around. The fact is, is that even though we've been taught that good versus evil or good and evil or good and bad, even though we've been taught those terms, it doesn't have to necessarily be true. It can be a little bit easier for a person if they thought in terms of things that are healthy versus unhealthy, not good or bad. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have to be able to separate ourselves from the absolute in order to be able to explore that which is gray or temporal. You know, so, um, but that's hard to do. The fact is, or uh, I guess one of the things that helped me be able to get to the point to start challenging things was that I understood very early on that I am imperfect. <laughs> and there's no way that I'm ever going to be perfect. Yeah. Ever. I'll never get there. <clears throat> Therefore, 
I'm going to challenge everyone that put that tries to put me in a category of good or bad. Anyone that tries to label, give me a label based on my actions of good or bad or holy or unholy. I want to challenge all of those things because I will never be perfect. I know that I will never fit perfectly in either one of those categories. I am an anomaly. We all are. There had to be a variable that was set in place for us for redemption because God knew that we would forever be imperfect. That variable being Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, had it not been for that variable, then we would fall under the absolutes and therefore be absolutely damned and condemned to hell. So understanding that helps us to understand that we have to challenge everything. (laughs) It's okay to challenge everything because you're not going to fall in either one of those categories, good or bad by your challenge. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, this might be a dick thing to say, but I just think that it's a true statement. And if it's not, you can give me your opinion. Um, but I, I personally think that people who are, uh, Sorry, I'm super distracted because someone's doing lawn work right outside my house, and it <laughs> sounds like they're inside the house. Well, I don't hear it, so okay, I good. think you're good. Um, but the people who, or people who uh, are the most afraid to question, I think it's it's more of an insecurity and a weakness on their part that you know they could be uh susceptible to turning against their faith and being persuaded you know what i mean and i don't think that they would ever say that people who think that way i don't think they would say that because i've had conversations with several people that i know personally and people that i don't know personally and it's always the same outcome where you know I think they, that's what they think. And they view any thing that they have not been told or taught, whether whatever they were been taught is in the Bible or not, but they think because their Christian parents taught it to them that, you know, this is, this is the gospel. I really think it's an insecurity that they could be, you know, turned and persuaded that you know to another religion or another whatever you know what i mean i mean what do you think about that yeah i think that the the church teaches us to be extreme and i think that that's a very extreme mindset like you know do we if we challenge this then we're just no better than the devil so we're we're just backslidden and and sinners condemned for hell because we challenge you know the status quo or even not that extreme but at least well i'm giving the devil a foothold to pollute my mind from the right way thank 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. You didn't even, I, I didn't even have to go that extreme. That's like, <laughs> you just went less extreme, but it's still extreme. Yeah, yeah. That, to, you know, that's like, well, if I even look at a crack pipe, I'm just going to become super addicted and lose my job and my family will leave me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and, and Jesus did that too, right? When he said, "You even look on a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart." Sure, right? And so that is extreme, and it was meant to be extreme because he was talking to a bunch of people that thought that their shit didn't stink, right? Mm-hmm. So he did take the law to the nth degree. Just, to, I mean, now obviously the law doesn't actually say that. Right. The law doesn't actually say what Jesus said, but that was Jesus taking the law to its furthest extent to show them how sinful they really were because they didn't believe him. Well, and that right there is exactly the thing that motivates me to say on this podcast, like, pick up the damn Bible for yourself and read it. Because people have been told, you know, well, the Bible says if you even look at a woman in lust, you've already committed adultery. And that's it. That's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. There's, you know, (laughs) and so they grow up like, oh, my God, now I'm in this prison of like, I can't look at that. I can't look at that woman. Or they go even further extreme to it's like, well, look at that whorish. what was her the name Man. in the Bible? Uh, Beth, she, no. Bell. Oh. You were right. No, not Bathsheba. The. Uh, Beelzebub. Adultery. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That one. I, my mind is. Yeah, we never knew her name. Anyway. Yeah, we, we never knew her name. Yeah, sure. Um. You know, they're like, oh, look at that whore. She's tempting me because she's wearing a low-cut thing showing off her breasts. Like, no, that's not her problem. No, You're the problem because you're an immature little fucking 12-year-old who has to go whack off when you see boobies. Like, come on. That's her fault? No. No, not at all. And I, it just, it makes me frustrated. And you know, I'm, listen, I used to think that way. Seriously. That's how I grew up. The, that's the, the faith environment I grew up in was very, you know, everything needs to be Christianized so that there's no even inkling of a temptation of sin. Like, I need to live in this Christian glass bubble, you know, and it's like, that's... That's really just proving that you're a weak ass fucking Christian. Sure. I mean that's the that's the raw vulgar way of saying that. Yeah. Like when are you going to get off Christ tit and actually eat some steak? Cuz you're a little mm-hmm. baby. And yeah. you know, that could be taken very harshly. But it's it's in the Bible. <clears throat> Obviously not that way. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you know, you, you're not drinking milk 
to sustain your little bitty body because you're a, you're a grown adult. You need more sure. substance. So like, grow up. You know what I mean? We're taught when we're kids that stoves are bad because they're hot and they'll hurt you. And then you yeah. grow up and you're like, oh, the stove is actually a very needed thing so that I can live. Maybe not anymore yeah. because we have McDonald's, but <laughs> you get the point. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. It's the same thing. Yeah, we're taught that boobies are bad until you get married and you see how awesome they really oh, are. They're amazing. Yeah, they're not bad. But you can't be a hornball, you know, staring at every rack you see. Go get your own. Well, and it's right? like, you know, candy. Yeah. Boot candy. You buy a bag of candy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you that person who, like, you can't buy candy because you have no self-control because you're just going to continue to eat the whole bag that same day? Or can you yeah. buy the bag of candy, eat one or two? And, you know, maybe have one or two tomorrow, or maybe not. Sure. <clears throat> I think yep. mentally and environmentally even, mm-hmm. it's just like cigarettes, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree. Like, I would love you... to be at a point where hanging out with some friends, had a few drinks, I can have a cigarette, and then that's that. Like, cigarettes... I don't think are necessarily bad. I'm not saying they're good, obviously, but in the way that you use the cigarette, that's the harmful part. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe it just comes back to being a mature person who can discern and decide, you know, what's beneficial for me and what isn't beneficial for me. Yeah. And that is a mark of maturity right there. You deciding for yourself what you will allow and what you won't. And like Paul said, happy is the man who does not condemn himself in the thing that he does. Sila. Sila. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's what it's about, dude. So, I mean, to me, to bring it back full circle, it's commendable to me that you want to quit smoking cigarettes. More power to you. Um, Well, don't cheer me on Obviously, you're you're not smoking the stuff that's killing a whole bunch of people. You're smoking American spirits, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So those are different. Um, those are just straight tobacco and doesn't have all the crap in it. It's, you know, but obviously it's something in it that's addictive and well, that's called nicotine and tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously everybody knows I smoke cigars. Um, but you know, like we were talking before we started recording, you know, cigars are a little bit different. They're, you know, Obviously, you still have nicotine because you have tobacco, yeah. right? That is that is the natural reaction of tobacco. It's nicotine. Uh, but, you know, it's not like, oh, I need a cigar because I'm stressed out today. It's like, oh, I want a cigar because I want a cigar. Like, I'm going to sit outside and I'm just chill and have a cigar. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Well, you it's can't not, really... 
I mean, I guess you could burn through cigars all day, but you could. But I, don't, I, I guess for me, it's a it's a leisure leisurely comfortable chill thing to do. Yeah. Like I would I would rather sit down at on my patio and smoke a cigar than sit down and watch TV. You know, and it's not it's not a stress thing attached to it. It's a it's a thing of just I, I chill. It is my chill place. A cigar is my chill place. You know, um, that's all there is to it. It's not like I'm rushing out or leaving a party to go have a cigar. I'm not, you know, leaving my friends to have a cigar when everybody else is inside having a good time. You know, I can go weeks without having a cigar. I have done it. Um, I don't know. They pair well with smoking meats. <laughs> so when I'm outside grilling or got some meats on the smoker, I'll sit down and have a cigar and spray the meat with some apple juice, go back, sit down, smoke a little bit more, chill. It's just a chill thing to do. Um, so chill, Michael. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a happy place. It really is. Uh, and honestly, you, you were saying with the cigarettes, you, you can't stand the smell, you know, afterwards. And for me, it's like I, I'll get in my truck, close the door, and I'm like the guy that was in the, in the caddy with the White Castle commercial back in the day. You know, he's like <laughs> taking a big whiff. All he smells is White Castles, close the door. Oh, he goes to the car wash is what it is. He goes to the car wash. The guy says, you want me to clean out the inside too? The guy takes a big whiff and says, nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I am with cigars, you know. I'll smoke a cigar in my truck, you know, driving around town, whatever, driving to pick up Micah. Totally fine. But I know that it, you know, it bothers other people. You know, so if I'm going to have my wife and my kid in my car, obviously I'm going to clean it out and I'm going to spray it down. So... It doesn't smell like cigars for them. But it's not because I don't enjoy the smell. Because I do. You know, anytime I see an old guy at the grocery store or whatever, you know, I see my neighbor's dad, give him a handshake and a hug, and I can smell the cigar that he had on him that he smoked an hour hour before I saw him. It smells good to me. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It's a little bit different. Oh, it's a lot different. Yeah. I mean, you can smoke a cigar and people walk by if you're out somewhere and, uh, you know, I've had that happen where even ladies will be like, oh man, what is that cigar? It smells fantastic. Yeah. How many times have you ever had someone walk by when you're smoking a cigarette and they're like, ooh, that cigarette (laughs) smells fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> never <laughs> not unless they're a chain smoker and they're like yo you got one oh of course you know there there's a old commercial that we grew up with um where there's a kid a popular kid that smokes cigarettes and go to kiss his girlfriend and uh 
<laughs> they zoom into his mouth. He sticks out his tongue and it's just full of cigarette butts. Right. <laughs> and and the whole point was like, yeah, kissing a person who smokes is like kissing, licking an ashtray. That was the premise. Um, yeah. I, so I, I, I get it. You know, smoking cigarettes, it, it really would give you a nasty, you know, mouthfeel or whatever. But I don't know, bro. Come over to the cigar side of the world. Oh, I'm coming. Be a lo- <clears throat> it'll be a lot better for you. That's for sure. A lot healthier for you. Uh, you know, a lot less inhaling of the smoke. Um, not saying that you don't get any in your lungs. You will. Uh, but it's a lot better than the tar that comes from cigarettes. So. Word. I'm still rooting for you either way. <laughs> Even if you say, eh, don't get too excited yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Fighting over yet. <clears throat> yeah. Man, but hey. It's all good. I do want some people who are listening to let us know what they think. And also, tell us, you know, if you're willing, tell us what your vice is or what your, what are your cigarettes? Maybe it's not smoking. Maybe it's chocolate or maybe it's porn. I don't know. If you're open enough to tell us, <clears throat> we're open enough to listen. Full show. And if you want to do that, <clears throat> you can email us at unchurchpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can head over to our website, unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com. You can. Send us a message there. Uh, you can also see our podcast episode archives. And um, what else can they do? We got an Instagram. Um, yeah, and Twitter. We got a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and like and share us everywhere you do your social media business. Yeah, yeah. We recently. So, okay, last thing. Everyone's doing nice their thing. Spotify raps. And uh, so I did one for the podcast and realized we have a growing uh, listenership on Spotify, man. It's not bad. Not it's bad pretty at all. cool. So, yes, indeed. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you, Samash. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the easiest thing to do is just use your mouth and tell people about the podcast. <laughs> I do it all the time with other people's podcasts. And then they're like, Oh, what is it called? Actually, it happened last night with a really? friend. We both turned each other onto a podcast that we're going to try. And the, what we did was, what was the name? Go to our app. Just go ahead and subscribe. And then it's in your feed. And if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe later. It's easy. Easy peasy. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Alright, fun stuff. It's been real. <laughs> yeah, boy. Alright, we love you a long time. So See you long. Later. Peace. Peace.